Hello and welcome to 2018 and welcome to 2018's first Artsy Creator podcast. We're a week away from the multi-genre, multi-farious Singapore Art Week, which begins on the 17th of January. And one of the programs is Art Walk Little India, which is in fact much more than a walking tour, as its name suggests, but rather it's a multidisciplinary festival held in the precinct of Little India. It's in its fourth edition this year, and it continues as a collaboration between LaSalle College of the Arts and Singapore Tourism Board. And the organizing team comprises of a few arts management students from LaSalle. And joining me today are three of them, Afifa Ibrahim, Marianne Tan, and Hazelina Ho. Could you tell us what Art Walk is uh, in your own words and give us a sense of the variety of um, things on offer? For me, I feel that Artwork Little India is a great platform for the artists to uh, showcase their own talents. And also because um, this year's theme being urban mythologies, um, I guess they have their own take on these terms itself and they have used their own methods to um, express what it means to them. And then this um, festival allows all the works to come together to celebrate Little India itself. Are there ticketed events or is mm. it just... Okay, so um, we do have some ticketed events. Um, they're either like paid or some are free via registration. So um, you can check out our web microsite. It's mm-hmm. really cute. It's called artwalklittleindia.sg mm-hmm. and uh, you'll find all the programming information, even the artists and the mural information mm-hmm. as well as our promotions and some brief um, write-up on Little India and the urban mythologies theme as well. Can each of you share one art walk event that you're particularly interested in and why? Um, personally, I'm looking forward to Eunice Lim's book meeting because other than just painting a mural, she has included um, some interactive activity in it. So on the mural itself, she has written, tell the man good in Tamil, the people that go and see the mural, they can go to the bookstore owner that she has painted the mural about and tell him good and basically he will be passing them a a package with stickers and cards with fun facts about the bookstore and a a bit about Little India as well. So I think this um, helps the audience to learn more about Little India instead of just looking at something that perhaps beautifies the place. Mm. So it helps to create conversations and mm. allows them to learn something new. Mm, it's more interactive than just passive. I'm looking forward to Kami storytelling. Uh, Kami is an alumni of LaSalle and she has been with Artwork Little India's four editions, but she's been with mm-hmm. them for four editions. And unlike previous years where she would incorporate Indian stories in her storytelling, this year it only about uh, Singapore ghost stories. So I guess a lot of Singaporean youth and adults can relate to the stories. And for me, I'm looking forward to this fringe activity that we have. It's really cool. It's called the Aura Photography Print. It's by um, one of our vendors called Kangli Mineral Kingdom. So um, this activity is basically um, a set of cameras to kind of capture the auras of someone. So uh, I'm I'm really, really interested in looking at how um festival, how, how the different colours of the aura of each festival member are like um, at the event itself. And because like this aura reading has, has this notions of like, again, like mythology and the mm-hmm. supernatural and, and the unseen. And 
the whole idea is that you know um, even though it may not be scientifically proven you know mm-hmm. people are still really interested in it and uh, it also links back to like this um, a little bit of the interactivity as well as the um, kind of the supernatural element of Kamini's show and then um, it also brings together uh, bring, brings it all back together to the theme of urban mythology and um, this urban mythology are like stories that were once factual incidents mm-hmm. that kind of like manifested into a make-believe tale that people kind of don't know how to um, they don't know how to accept it or handle this kind of stories so um, I think that's essentially what Artwork Little India is, which is mm-hmm. storytelling and you know learning about the, the, the kind of um, stories that the people in the precinct grew up with as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's really cool. I think um, that her print is $10. It's open to everyone and it's available for most of the days of the festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the past four years, this has been a collaboration with LaSalle. Um, students, right? Yes. So what role did you guys have in organizing Art Walk? For me, um, I'm, uh, my role is doing marketing and PR. So a lot of it is how you package the festival, how you communicate it to the public. And also um, it involves like copywriting, a little bit of like design, a bit of content creation as well. Um, and uh, I think um, that kind of this is more of like the back end part towards the end but I think Afifa and uh, Marianne's roles are very very crucial from the start yeah for me I was in charge of the liaison for the visual arts so we have seven new artists and one installation artist so I guess throughout this whole um, project it was mainly communications with them explaining um, what the project brief was and troubleshooting any other issues that came along the way. My job is finance. From the beginning, we were given money from STV, as well as our sponsors, Korean Holdings, Nippon, and Wanderlust. And we had, I had to put in money for every department, so marketing would have some amount, and then um, artist liaison would have some, and then we have um, administration, where we need to settle legal stuff, we need to put in some money for that, and as well as programming. So how, how did you find the artists and how did you like come about conceptualising how, how it comes together? We have an artistic director, right. which is Nironko Kravachi, who is a senior fellow at LaSalle. Mm-hmm. Um, so he more or less kind um, he conceptualises and also shortlists and curates the artists. So okay. for for Marion's role, I guess it's more of like she kind of helps them to communicate with other stakeholders and other parties in the festival. So it's not just with the artistic director; it's also with STV, it's also with um, um, other yeah with other organizations such as Lisha and um, Nippon Paint as well, and so on and so forth. Yeah, so Milenko is basically the creative brains behind it, but mm-hmm. we are also um, assisting him with um, providing mm-hmm. that kind of communication support. So in your organising process, did you get to go down there and kind of talk to the people in Little India? or? I think that is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think for different departments, for example, like for marketing side, we had to go down and talk to some business restaurants or cafes on getting the promotion, so we did it together with Singapore Tourism Board. Mm. So I think for um, for visual arts, um, we had to look for locations mm. for the murals and for the installations. So we had to approach different shop owners, and I think 
On our part, also convenience-wise, we needed a space to store materials mm-hmm. for um, any of the artists. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we were fortunate enough to get someone to help mm-hmm. us from the Little India district. Yeah. So, how did they receive this idea? I mean, the the people that you talked to in Little India. In I think initially back in August when we were just you know trying to get the feel of the place, even um we, we went with our own smaller groups to just recce the place as well mm-hmm. just to get an idea of whether the people there have heard about the festival. So initially they were kind of um a little bit hostile. So they, they, they kind of told us like, you know, they, they don't know about it or they, they don't really care about it. Mm-hmm. But progressively as we spend more time there and they see us multiple times, it's kind of like, ah, mm-hmm. okay, so you're you're the people who are organizing this. And then of course, um with a little help from like the Singapore Tourism Board side, so when they kind of stepped in to help to get the promotions, they expressed their interest as well. Mm-hmm. Because this um the promotions platform allows probably it could potentially increase like maybe like the visitors or you know it could increase their sales at their restaurants as well mm. so then 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 that makes it like the pulling like the attractive factor for these mm. businesses mm. and but it that is only like the start but in a second phase like they also really took the time to understand what urban mythology is and they came up with menus that are inspired by some urban myths or like some Indian mythology as well so it kind of really pulls it together mm. and all of them are really excited for the festival itself so mm. we've been we've been in contact we've been like okay we were planning to like you know promote or put some ads out for you and hopefully this could work mm. and yeah so um, we have like I think eight to nine um, restaurants and cafes mm. yeah so keep a lookout for that mm. yeah it's been on for about four years now. Is there anything new in this edition that sort of hasn't been presented in the previous editions? I think the new thing for this um, edition is we kind of, we're not chasing so much for like in-kind sponsors or we're not paying, uh, we're not making too many transactions uh, in terms of like getting vendors to conduct like craft activities or fringe activities for us. So. We, we went ahead with the approach of um, being partners with um, different um, organizations because um, we believe that when you kind of have someone as your partner, they are more invested in the um, festival mm-hmm. and they also understand like the ethos behind it. We have like about four um, program partners. So we have Master Day Tours, Indian Heritage Center, Art Green Studio and Otters Bar and Restaurant. So um, each of them has provided some of their own um, specialties that uh, can be brought to the festival to kind of give this multi-sensory experience. Yeah. And so you mentioned STB. How's it been like working with them? Do you, are you in close collaboration with them or do you, mm. what's your relationship with them? I think I do have to communicate with them quite a bit for um, the marketing, re- uh, marketing mm-hmm. side of things because they have a lot of reach and um, they have people, um, they, they, they can cross uh, market across like the different industries as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, um, a lot of their feedback also helps with um, thinking about how to make people come to the festival and how to position it in a way that it's not overly commercial or overly inaccessible for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were some of the challenges that you guys faced? I think the main thing is because we are working with so many parties at one group, so we are bound to have um, some communication problems here and mm-hmm. there. For the visual arts side, 
one of the bigger problems is the weather, the weather conditions because we are having it during the monsoon season and yeah, so even though um, their timeline is set during that period and it's free for them to paint but they may not be able to paint because of the rain. Mm. So yeah, we have to make like extra time for that and adjust accordingly. So yeah. For finance, the problem would be um, not having. Sorry, um, let me say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for like marketing and PR side, essentially it's really channeling the finances for the budget for given to this sub team and using it to the fullest. So we have like a, a set set amount for our micro site and producing festival guides, but at the same time we also have to consider like things on social media ads, and also producing other collaterals or um considering getting social media influencers to um help us give a shout out. So um uh, the 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 challenge is essentially asking ourselves like, do we really need um for example like a tote bag? Do we really need like a festival design fan do we really need to engage social media influencers so there's a lot of this like a negotiation and a lot of this prioritizing and reassessing of its priority yeah so at the end of the day um, there are some things that would definitely definitely be very valuable like a microsite and a festival guide but uh, for other things that are less less of a priority, we kind of forego it and uh, we channel it to other uh, other other um, areas that could really benefit from that budget as well. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of this like communication on how to give and take. Yeah. Yeah, because in finance there's a lot of hiccups. So you mm-hmm. may put certain amount for for a department, and then in the end, you'll see that that department don't really need that. So mm-hmm. you push it to another department, and then there'll be um, other hiccups where you suddenly need to pay for this because mm-hmm. because of something so then in the end mm-hmm. you will have to move money all around for each of you what's one thing that you learned or got a better understanding or insight into as arts management students I learned that um, a lot of this like communication skills um, from marketing and PR as well as internally with our own team and our stakeholders is also um, very valuable in other industries as well and what makes it um, even more so valuable is because when we are marketing the arts um, we kind of promote a lot of this like, intrinsic value instead of just hitting numbers or hitting sales as well so from that intrinsic value it kind of gives you like the whole like overview picture of what the purpose or, or the existence of an event or an idea is especially for like ideas for like the artists as well as the ideas behind some of the programming uh, curation and from there um, when you have like a bigger view you kind of have this um, kind of feel more invested and committed to um, uh, an organization or an event and I think that's very important if you were to really want to work in the marketing and PR side not just for the arts but for other industries as well Generally, festival or events management tends to last for a few months. Mm. So I think your commitment level and <coughs> your uh, stamina is very important. Um, you may lose your steam halfway, but I think it's good to always be able to find your way back because it is a group um, effort. And let's say if you aren't able to fulfill your, your roles, it may affect the rest. 
So I think it's also good to have that mental support from everyone. Organizing your time is really important because we started our work with the the preparation part from last sem and we had other modules at the same time and there were so many projects so we had to really prioritize our time and see which one we need to put more importance in first. And was there anything you learned about Little India that you didn't know before? Has it given you an opportunity to just explore more? Um, I think for me, I learned about the Siamala bookstore because I didn't even know that it existed and I didn't know it was there for about 30 years. Mm-hmm. So it was through this event and through Eunice's work that I got to learn about it. And in a way, it also made me more interested to learn about the history other areas in Little India. This is, shame. this is a shameful thing for me to say, but um, I didn't know that the area um, was used to be a Chinese village until me and another team member went down and just talked to people. And that it so happens that there is this Chinese woman who owns this straw mat shop somewhere at Upper Well Street, you know, like a little bit in the corner. And she has been there for the past, like, um, her, her and her family for like three generations have been there for, I don't know. 80 to 100 years so she's a grandma now and um, she witnessed like the, the increase in the Indian migrants in the area and um, but she still held her place there so um, and then what I learned is that really like this coexisting can really happen and it, it and, and she was really really like nice to all the foreign workers outside because they always buy the straw mats from her mm-hmm. yeah so I really did not expect that um, the families could still be there to this day in like 2017 2018 honestly before I worked with Little India I didn't really go uh, Little India at all and when this started I started going there visiting all the alleyways and cafes there's so many cafes and food there and every time we go there we would just transport a new cafe and we would just try it and we actually actually the locals there recognized us and we were like <laughs> friends with now. them now yeah. <laughs> so it's really interesting I personally can't wait to go for the artwork <laughs> please do sign up for the artwork trail because that is that is the first point of contact for you to understand the visuals of the murals and also the ideas essentially from the artists as well. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's very informative and it also um sp- there's a sprinkling of some precinct history and some mm-hmm. um little known facts as well. Mm-hmm. So it'll be conducted by Monster Day Tours. Uh, so they are our program partner and they've been um great with working together for the past like two three months. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Our handle is Artwalk Little India. Thanks Thank for coming so in. Much. Thank you. And good luck with the project.